You're listening to The Tales We Tell, a podcast about spooky stories, unsolved mysteries, and local lore. I'm your host, Hannah Parch. And I'm Katie. Welcome back. And happy almost birthday. Thank you. Uh, obviously, it's not my birthday when we're recording, but this It's still out. almost your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> it's my birthday month. This comes out the day before my dirty 30. Um... Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I'm getting a lot better at our intro. <laughs> I haven't messed it up in a long time. You really haven't. Which I guess that means it's time for a tell I've got, tale. Yep, I'm sure the next time we record, I will mess up the intro. So, sorry everyone, it's been a good run. Um, So, last week we talked about irrational fears. Uh-huh. And... And you found that my irrational fear was not that irrational. Yes. We found that everyone's irrational fear is actually very rational. Um, So, uh, this one is not really related to that. Only... (laughs) Good, we're not doing a series here. We're not doing a series. But I will say, when I first heard of this, which was when I was very young, because there's a movie based on it... um, it freaked me out because the, <laughs> I don't know how to say it without giving it away. What it's like based on is one of my very stupid fears that I have. So more radiation? No. <laughs> Although maybe. Um, okay. So I gave you some homework for this one, right? You did. Okay. So I'm going to start with that. Your homework was... Think of a time that you swore you saw something, but when you told people about it, no one believed you or they thought that you had, like, misseen something. So, this is actually, this has happened multiple times. Mm. Um, More so in my adolescence, not so much as of late. (laughs) I guess I'm just less sensitive to it now that I'm a grown skeptic. Um... (laughs) But this happened multiple times when I was younger, like, you know, 12, 13 or so. Okay. I would be alone in a place, Uh room, building, somewhere, and in the corner of my eyes, I would see a shadow. Okay. And it would move. And this is not like Peter Pan's shadow (laughs) or a five o'clock shadow or... You know, literally the light hitting any object and making a shadow. This was more of a a blur, kind of like floaters in your eyes. Okay. But it was an semi-morphous, black, opaque shadow. And it shadow would, person. And it would move. Okay. And not move because I looked at it and disappeared. It right. Would, I would look at it, because I'd see out of the corner of my eyes, I would look at it, and it would move... Like, you were looking at it when it moved? I was looking at it when it moved, and it would almost walk, and then it would disappear. Katie! Um, Stop! Why didn't you tell me this? (laughs) I'm never going to your house again. (laughs) Have you seen it in your current house? No. Okay. No, uh, to make it worse, this was back when I was a good kid, and I went to church and stuff. Oh, gosh. And most of the time, it would happen when I was in a church building. Stop! Oh, I I'm terrified of shadow people. <laughs> and it was any time I was feeling exceptionally lonely because you know oh. my mom had just died, right? And, and um, I don't know, I was just looking for something. 
and whether it was something that I, I willed mm-hmm. into existence with my subconscious or... Or whether you knew some very nice shadow people. Maybe. <laughs> um, but, you know, and this would happen in different places, you know, and it would be like months at a time before I would see it again. And sometimes it would linger for a little while. Like I'd see it out of the corner of my eye and I'd look and it would still be there and it would just kind of be there and then maybe move before it... I just didn't see it anymore. Uh Uh-huh. Sometimes I would see it out of the corner of my eye and barely have time to look before it had disappeared. And it was (gasps) always different. It was never a true shape, Uh but it was more shape than not. Oh, that's so... That's so much worse than mine. (laughs) (laughs) So, I I didn't tell very many people about it. Um, but the people I did tell, one person actually did believe me. Oh. But that was because she was all, like, into crystals and mm. tarots and this, that, and the other. And she was like, Ugh. she was, I want to believe. I'm going to have to do an episode on shadow people. Yeah, do it. <sighs> There's uh, one with the, the man with the wide-brimmed hat. Oh, no, uh, okay, I'm going to have to do it at a time when I can guarantee I will never be in my house alone. So not this week, because Jarek works late every day. <laughs> I was about to say, do you need me to stay until he gets home tonight? Maybe. He'll probably barge in in the middle of the recording, because <laughs> I think he said he gets off at like 6.30. Oh yeah, he should be here. Which means we'll, he'll, we'll hear Kelly. Mm-hmm. I almost said Katie. <laughs> we'll hear. Hope you hear me. I if you don't swear, hear me, do I exist? Dogs with human names are really getting me. <laughs> we had Sean here the other day, which I hate that name. He's so sweet. And I know that... Someone adopt him and change his name. I know. We were, like, thinking, trying to think of different names for him. I was like, mm, can we call him anything? I think we were calling him Shawnee when he was here, because I was like, that's slightly better, but... Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Our dog came with the name Kelly, so... And your dogs have appropriately dog names. No, Olive is also a person name. I would judge But it's a less who... common person name. Yeah. It's a good dog name. Mm-hmm. And Jory is technically a person name, too, but... He was named after a fictional character. Yes. Who was a person. Yes. Okay. Um... <laughs> Alright. Uh, I'm gonna tell my quick story that's not as terrifying as Shadow People. Um... It's not terrifying, it's mm-hmm. just... Eerie. Well, oh, I Jared will joke I'm sometimes haunted. about shadow people, and he does it in ju- like a tone that's just enough where I can't tell if he's joking. <laughs> I forgot he does that. Yes, I hate. Oh gosh. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, keeping all the lights on. Um. Okay, my thing was <laughs> was in 2009 uh, when I was a delivery driver for Domino's, and. Um, I delivered to a place called Grace Healthcare, which is in Winston-Salem. Sorry if I'm dragging them right now. I'm just telling you what I saw there. Um, so they're like a nursing home, but they, I think it's like, it's not like a old folks nursing home. It's like a nursing home for people who can't. Extended care. Yeah. Um, so I had to deliver a pizza there. And first thing I will say is walking down the hall, you could hear people screaming, which was not good. And I deliver, I did my delivery as a nice guy. He didn't have any legs. There were paramedics standing around, which <laughs> I remember standing there. I was like 
19 and I was standing around my stupid Domino's uniform holding my little like the bag that keeps everything warm and he's sitting on the bed like counting out cash for me and there were like at least two paramedics in his room and I remember thinking like do you guys need like am I interrupting like do you like I can wait (laughs) is he in the middle of like some procedure that you need like Like, do you you need need to save his life real quick because I can wait it was so chill they were just waiting around um, anyways, maybe maybe they all three went on the I know, pizza like, together. Is it for you guys? Um, so, when I left, I went uh, down the elevator, and it was one of the elevators where you're not quite sure what floor. It was, like, ground floor, level, like, you know, ground level, or one. Lobby. Whatever. Lobby. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway. <laughs> Shut up, Katie. I thought it stood for level. Uh... Anyway, the point is I got off on the wrong floor and it, because it was a, uh, whatever, you couldn't just get back on the elevator from a floor that patients were on. Mm -hmm. So I had to get a nurse and have her put in a code to open the elevator back up for me. Well, of course you don't want the patients just riding around the elevator. going down to level floor. So, (laughs) so while I was waiting for the door to open back up. I was looking around. There was, like, a little, like, communal area. And I swear that I saw a man in a wheelchair, and he did not have a head. And I don't know what I was seeing, but I did not see a head. It was wasn't... It, was it just, like, it just... There was, the like... The neck, and then it just stopped? There was, or like, was a... It? I think there was, like, maybe, like, a... Like a... Like a tumor or something... All I remember is I saw shoulders and, like, some deformity, but no head. Sure, maybe like that. I, if you just explained it to me, Katie just threw her head back like a pelican. Well, that's what I was wondering. If I could, could I possibly just put my head far enough back to where you didn't see anything but my bony neck? Hmm. Maybe that was it. That's why I was just wondering, like, based on what you saw, Yeah. that's why I was trying to mimic it without questioning it first because in my mind that made sense um well, but no like if i if i were able to put my head far enough back uh-huh and i just saw your neck yeah like is it maybe. possible that he was just one of those crazy people and he was feeling a little loosey-goosey and just letting his head hang back maybe. or was he just really headless probably you what s- you said <laughs> or did you see this guy's future in which he lost his head oh no i hope I mean, it wasn't, like, a decapitated head. It was probably what you said. I'm embarrassed that it's taken me <laughs> 11 years to figure that out. Um, also, it reminded me of a thing I saw. This is not related at all. It's <laughs> it's sort of related later in the story. Did you know that pelicans can throw their heads all the way back and, like... Yeah, basically go inside out. Yeah, they throw their spine out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was doing that. He was pulling maybe a pelican. He, maybe he thought he was a pelican. <laughs> maybe oh, gosh. you saw an anamorph. Did you ever watch that show <gasps> I lo- I wasn't allowed to watch the show, but I read all the books. Yep, I read I the books, loved watched it. the show. Maybe oh. he was an anamorph and, right. like, morphed into a penguin. Is or a pelican. Who created anamorphs? I don't remember. It's not on Disney Plus, is it? I would really it was a Disney thing, I thought. Oh, I'm going to look on my Disney Plus. <laughs> Speaking of, I just need to say this for the world. Have you watched Hamilton yet? Uh, Bianca, I have plans. Okay. I've watched it three times, and I need some. 
<laughs> Jarek like watched it once with me and was not up for watching it two more times. Uh, I'm obsessed with it. I feel like I could ask Shelton, like, hey, can we get Disney Plus? And if you say yes, I will never make you watch Hamilton with me. <gasps> and I feel like that would be a convincing thing to get me Disney okay. Plus. Shelton needs to watch Hamilton. For such a music guy, he does not enjoy musicals. I didn't. I don't enjoy musicals. I'm obsessed with this one. Well, it's a rapical. I know. And I learned so much. I have a biography on Alexander Hamilton sitting on my coffee table that I'm reading now. <laughs> it's ugh. okay. Everyone go watch Hamilton. If you have Verizon, you can get Disney Plus free for a year. So, all right, we'll reconvene when you've watched it. I'm going to try and find a way to tie it into the podcast. I'm going to find some <laughs> spooky element of his life. I okay. mean, there's probably hauntings of his ghost at some point, right? Ooh. All right, I'm looking into it. <laughs> New goal. Um, okay, so... I really want to throw my head back into a pelican again, <laughs> but it really kind of hurts, so I'm not gonna. I just kind of want to, like, randomly burst into the pelican. <laughs> Well, there's other birds mentioned in this, so maybe you can try to do those as well. Birds. Um, okay. I'll be a magpie and just go, <laughs> Yeah, you could do that. Just start or to attack your face. Throw your face at someone else's eyes. <laughs> a beak. I yeah. do have a large nose. <laughs> or you could go at them with, like, your toes. Let them grow. Yeah. <laughs> One of these days when you get a video camera I know. Here. I was going to say, it's a good thing no one sees us doing these. <laughs> All right. Well, our story begins with some people seeing something that they described and other people just assumed that they were seeing something else. So we're going to... Kind of like you described a headless man and I just assumed he was a pelican. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And similarly, well, we'll get to it. Not quite pelicans, but other water birds. Birds. Okay. So, November 12th, 1966, in Clendenin, West Virginia, there's a grave digger, which I guess in the 60s was still a job that you had. What, do you think holes in the ground just appear whenever someone dies? I think that machines make those holes. <laughs> and machines are sentient and just do it themselves? I don't you think just that, say, I don't. hey. Sup, machine? I don't think that the bulldozer that makes the hole... Mr. Smith just died. I don't think that the machine that makes the hole is operated by someone whose sole job is digging graves. I feel like maybe the mortician or, like, someone who works at the funeral home or the underkeeper, the groundskeeper. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) Grave digger. There's a grave digger. Undertaker and mortician are pretty much the same. Okay. The groundskeeper is different. Katie, I don't need you to correct all of my language today. (laughs) All I'm saying is that there are still people out there who dig graves. But that's not their job. Like, their job description. No, you're right. They just do it for fun. Oh my gosh. All right. Listen, listeners. If you know about the profession that is Katie's... Every time Katie laughs now, she's doing the pelican. Um, if you know the the job that once was called a grave digger and now is surely encompasses other duties besides digging graves, let us know. Grave digger. Okay. Whatever. He was working in a local cemetery, presumably digging a grave. And Well, according to you, that's his sole job. So, yes. Um, anyways, he sees a large creature soaring through the sky 
And the creature is also jumping from tree to tree. And he later described it as, quote, a brown human being. Which racist could be problematic. But I think what he meant was it was a humanoid figure Mm -hmm. that was... A brown color. Brown in color. So, three days later, in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, two couples... Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Mellett were all together in a car. They, I guess they had been driving around. I think they were parked when this happened. But they were Ooh, in... Parked. I know, right? I was like... <laughs> at first I thought it was just one couple, and then I saw two couples, and I was like, what were you guys doing? <laughs> um, so they were in an area known as the TNT area, which was a former World, World War II industrial site. Um, and it still had a bunch of bunkers there, and it... Oh, so, like, T, letter yes. N, T. Yes. Okay. Yes, like, ex- I thought it was, like, T, ampersand, T. No. T in T. Um, the area... Big boom. Yes. Uh, not... That doesn't happen. But it does still contain <laughs> explosives. All right. <laughs> so, they were in the car. They noticed a creature standing in front of their car. This creature was six to seven feet tall. Oh, my. It had gray wings, a 10-foot wingspan, bright wingspan. I think I said span. I was, was going to let it go. <laughs> I have it written correctly. Um, it had bright red eyes, or it had eyes that just glowed red when you shone a light on it. And they were two inches in diameter and about six feet apart. It acted as though it... His eyes were six feet apart? Oh, I'm sorry. Six inches apart. Oh, wow. I was like, are they on his hands? (laughs) He's turned sideways. Um, Six inches apart, Mm -hmm. two inches in diameter. Um, It acted as though it wanted to avoid the headlights of the car, but it also chased the car to the outskirts of town before running off into a field. And they noted that it could fly incredibly fl- incredibly fast, but was clumsy on the ground. And this is a quote from Steve. He said, we went downtown, turned around, and went back, and there it was again. It seemed to be waiting on us. And uh, Roger, the other guy, told the paper, if I had been... If I had seen it while by myself, I wouldn't have said anything, but there were four of us who saw it. And Steve also told the paper it was like a man with wings. And I just realized, I don't know where my phone is, because I have a picture to show you. I found it. It's right behind me. <laughs> Sorry. Because I'm sitting here with like this confused <laughs> look on my face because I'm still trying to, you know, kind of picture it. And then also I've been like measuring... The two-inch diameter of eyes on my <laughs> finger. And yep. That's a pretty large... It's a pretty large eye. Yeah. All right. I'm going to show you the, the, the police sketch. Uh, uh, this is more of a... This is a statue that now resides in the town, and I'm going to see if you can guess the topic that we're going with. The Mothman? Yes! <laughs> so I mean to sound so, like disappointed. <laughs> yeah, you did sound I'm really disappointed. Like, the moth. No. Mothra. No, Mothman. Mothra is different. That's right. Mothra is a giant moth. Mothman. That's right. Is Mothman a... is a 
He's is a got moth, a six pack. As a moth with a six pack. Yeah. Six pack. <laughs> A man-like I creature. I love that this statue has, like, the jeweled eyes. Don't you love that it's also, like, a chrome statue? So it statue? is, uh, the eyes, when you said six feet apart, six feet apart, <laughs> you did say six feet apart. I did say six feet apart. Um, there, what is the, the name Compound for? eyes? Or no, 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 no. That's, that's multiple eyes. No, just in kidding. One. No, it's where it's on, the, it's, like, bilateral or whatever. Versus, like a, no, yeah, bilateral versus binocular. Right? Because there's, you know, we have binocular because we're on the front versus other things that are on the side. Oh, I should know that. I've never had to deal with a human that has bilateral eyes, though. So. Where's your Google? Um, not in my picture gallery. So hit the home screen. Okay. <laughs> I think you're just going to search my phone for bilateral. Uh, well, while you're doing that, we are talking about Mothman. Mothman! And uh, the papers mis- uh, called it a mysterious creature, and they also said that it was possibly a bird. So they were very skeptical. Um, the Gettysburg Times reported eight additional sightings in the next three days, uh, one of which were two volunteer firemen who said that they had seen a, quote, large bird with red eyes. Um, okay. So, Mothman. And I said, yay, Mothman. (laughs) Yeah, you said it just like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So, um, eight additional sightings in the next three days. People were basically saying it's probably a bird. And this is all in the 60s, right? Yeah. Um, so at some point, there was a man named Newell Partridge, who lived in Salem, West Virginia, And he reported a strange pattern on his television one night, followed by a mysterious sound coming from his, from outside his home. So he, like any Dumbo, went outside with a flashlight and started looking for the noise. That's how you start any good horror Uh movie. And he shone his flashlight and he saw a pair of red eyes that glowed like bicycle reflectors. Which, again, I feel like means... It's most animals. Are they red, though? Most of them? Well, not red, but, like... I mean, you've been outside with a flashlight, and you've seen, like, a raccoon with, like, glowing eyes, or a fox or something. Dogs have glowing eyes. And that's what I think they mean, is, like, they glow when you shine light on them. Mm -hmm. But his were... It's were red. Okay. So, I don't know. Kind of like red eye and a camera. Yeah, kind of like that. Which, the back of everyone's eyes should be red. Um, if it's healthy. If it's not. Mine are. Because <laughs> I saw them recently. And I can access that at my job. <laughs> Look at your retinas. Actually, you want to really get to know me. Yep. Get to know my retinas. Yes. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, the saddest part of the story is that a short time later... Newell's German Shepherd disappeared, and he attributed that to the creature. Or, as I like to say, because I'm trying to put a happy twist on it, maybe he was a bad dog owner and the dog just ran away and found a new home. He wasn't very smart if he was going to go. What does he mean, a strange pattern on his TV? I feel like it means that his TV was, like, glitching, maybe, or... Like, like his satellite image got yeah interrupted maybe or like 
I don't know. I was thinking like lines on the TV or I don't know. I watch I watch the internet now, so yeah. And also, TV in the '60s very different than TV. Yeah. Even when we were growing up. Well, and I was also thinking, you know, how they used to have, um, like, at the end of programming when you just had to wait until the next day for more stuff to come on and they had the Oh, yeah, the circles. Yeah. Um, Maybe it was something like that. But I would assume it would be, like, disturbances in the connection. Because what's... How is Mothman gonna affect his TV? (laughs) And, I mean, also when he said something... Like, does he mean, like, in the TV? Or is there, like, a weird shadow that came across (gasps) his TV kind of a thing? Because, you know, a moth to the flame, moths are attracted to light. Stop trying to make this about your shadow people. (laughs) I'm trying to make it about my shadow people. I also wanted to... shadow people have abandoned me, okay? (laughs) Good. Um, I miss them. I'm lonely. Okay, don't say that because if they come to my house, Katie, I'm finding a new co-host. <laughs> don't you dare replace me. Okay. Well, if you bring your weird shadow people friends in here, I will. I have fans. <laughs> Not many. Like one and a half, maybe. One and a but half. But I've got them. We probably have one total combined. They will revolt. <laughs> um, I was going to say, remember the couple that saw the Mothman first said that he wanted... It. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I keep trying to gender the Mothman. The Moth. His name is Mothman. The Moth person. Um. It. They. Um. Sorry. Um. They said that it wanted to avoid the headlights, which I noted is not very moth-like. That's right. It's not. So I don't know. Um. Okay. So Mason County Sheriff, whose name is George Johnson. Uh, he thought that it was an unusually large heron. So I obviously have a picture of a blue heron. Which no is, need. I know okay. what they look like. All right, fine. Katie knows what blue herons look like. Um, we see them all the time. Okay, don't brag. They live around here. <laughs> um, well, would you... Okay, well, I'm going to skip to that one because I think a heron is a terrible... Oh, yeah, that's a um, stupid expla- explanation. I've seen herons, and uh-huh. I've seen unusually large herons. Oh. They are nowhere near the are size they, of a, do they have a man with a... Wingspan? And they don't have a six-pack. Ah, uh, that's the big difference. Yeah. Um, well, the uh, wildlife biologist, Dr. Robert L. Smith... Which we all know in previous stories, the biologists are not that Biologists smart. are not the best for these... He thought the descriptions sounded like a sandhill crane. Are you familiar with those? I am, actually. Oh, okay, great. I'm not going to show you the picture. Um, fun fact is... Someone who doesn't like birds, I know what not you, to like. Yes. Um, I actually almost, uh, not drunkenly bought, but uh, had had some alcohol and saw... Um, okay, does everyone remember the fun ghost painting that we have mm-hmm. here sitting... Chris Lane is the guy who did that. He's a local artist. He has a larger painting of a sandhill crane that I saw this weekend. And I was close to buying it because I was like, we're about to talk about it on this next episode. And then Jarek reminded me that I want to buy a new couch and should save my money. I actually bought at an auction a painting of uh, an, an egret. Oh, not a sandhill uh, crane? No. Oh. But they're they're very much like uh, mm. herons. And it's hanging in my office at work. Oh. Okay. It was for charity. 
<laughs> I was like, yeah, this this goes with mine. My would work. have been for charity too, called supporting a local artist. <laughs> um, okay, well, since you know everything about water birds, um, can you tell me the most distinctive feature of a sandhill crane? Is it, it its legs? No. That's really or its neck. Related to what we've been talking about. Its wings? Oh my gosh, Katie. It's got red around its eyes. Oh yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Alright, I'm posting pictures of a sandhill crane for everyone else. Um, so according to this biologist, he said that the crane stands, this is a quote, almost as tall as the average man. I mean, they are big. They are big, but the average height of a sandhill crane is two foot seven to four foot six, which is not the average height of a man. It's certainly not, what did I say, six it's to seven feet tall. the average height of an Australopithecus. I don't know what that is. <laughs> what is that? That's an early hominid. Okay. An, an early human creature. So we'll add Lucy, Lucy to our list of explanations. Not Lucy. What She's been dead for a long time. Well, maybe Lucy had ancestors that grew wings. I was about to say, she did. We're it. <laughs> um, the sandhill crane also has an average wingspan of 5 foot 5 to 7 foot 7. If you will remember, the wingspan of our moth person was 10 feet. And that wingspan is barely the estimated height of our moth person. Yes. Um, the crane does have a red forehead or, like, red coloring around its eyes, but I feel like what everyone's been saying is when you shine a light at this thing, the eyes glow red, not, I saw some red around the eyes. Yeah. No, like, you'll see the red in the daylight. Yes. You're not gonna, I mean, you'll see if you shine a flashlight on it, but it's not gonna glow. Yeah. Not like, you know, just the reflective eyes, like... Um, also, I just, I need everyone to look at these pictures and tell me how a crane's body (laughs) resembles a human with wings. They got skinny little legs. And they have big old skinny long necks. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're all agreed that this biologist is dumb. Yes. Almost as dumb as, what was the, for the, the devil's footprints, what did the biologist say it was? Um, is it a badger? It was a badger. Was it a badger? It was a badger. <laughs> I know someone said um, shackles tied to a balloon. Yeah, that's not an animal. <laughs> and that one's still my favorite. <laughs> yeah, it was a badger. Yep. It was a badger. Because I, I think we looked at badger footprints. Like, <laughs> These hoof prints must have been a badger. <laughs> must have been those badgers. Oh Husky badgers. Um, okay. So, I will say... This biologist mentioning it could be a sandhill crane. There are some theories. Okay, remember how they were in the TNT area, which was a bunker from World War II. So there was a theory that there had been toxic materials in the area that had leaked into like the ecosystem and that perhaps it had caused some weird deformed crane. So like Spider-Man, but, but for a crane. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like Crane Man. Or maybe a regular dude got bit by a radioactive crane. Or a radioactive moth, and now we have what it really is. Um, 
That actually seems like a better explanation is that a human got some weird radioactive uh-huh. material and grew wings. Yeah. I, I would... I mean, the, the height alone there... And really, everyone look at the six-pack on this statue. It's nice. It's impressive. I mean, it, it does help that it's been carved out of chrome. <laughs> All I'm thinking of now is the, um, the creature in Shape of Water. <laughs> it's like weirdly, like, it has a weirdly sculpted physique, but is also a Aquaman thing. Okay. Um, another theory... <laughs> Is that it was just an elaborate prankster, and that that's the one I like. Okay, um, so they think that it he pranked like the first couple people that saw it. I'm calling it a him because obviously it's a dumb teenage boy doing this. That's a tall teenage boy. Yeah. Well, hey, they get tall. Maybe he's on stilts because <laughs> you know cranes. Because of the crane look, thing. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a couple small pranksters. Stacked up on top of each other with a trench coat. I feel bad for the <laughs> the base because his face apparently looks like a six pack. <laughs> um, but the idea is that he just pranked a couple people, and then other people after that who had heard these legends began to see things and subconsciously like make them match the legends that they'd heard. So, if you saw a large bird and you're like, oh, there's, you know, if you saw Stantel Crane, Mothman. yeah, and you're like, there are stories of people seeing a creature with red eyes. That's what I saw. Or, like, I saw something red around the eyes. So, that's a theory. Another theory, and I only saw this... It was a o- badger. <laughs> it, that might as well be one. <laughs> um, a large, unusually large badger. Um, the, the only place I saw this was in the All That's Interesting article. This says that the... Sorry, but hold that one in. I'll try again. This one says that the creature that they're describing resembles some demonic archetypes found in, um, sleep paralysis cases. Mm -hmm. And that perhaps the sightings are either hallucinations or something that's rooted in, like, a primal fear that's, like, in all of us. So I, I have heard about that, like, this this creature that is associated with the sleep paralysis uh-huh. thing. Um, my only hang-up there with that or the hallucinations and everything is the, the two couples, the four people who were in the car that all, like, stories of shared hallucinations are so rare. Rare. Yeah. And just, like, it just, it doesn't happen, really. Um, except for in movies and TV. Yeah. Um, I tried to kind of look into this and see, like, what demonic archetype they were talking about. And the only thing I found was, like, the succubus. And that, from what I could tell, is, like, a demon that, like, sexually assaults you while you're sleeping. Which I'm not gonna, like, defame the moth person's name by suggesting that. Because he did not show any signs of doing that. Yeah, as far as we know, he is a he's not just hanging a sexual out. predator. No, no, no. He's not making... No. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I, I like... The idea that, especially when we talk about some of these later things, um, 
like some kind of shared primal fear mm-hmm. that is maybe like projected onto it. Um, but I do think it was actually something because, like we said, four people all saw it at once. But also, these are four people in the 60s. Mm-hmm. What were they doing out in the middle of nowhere just parked? <gasps> so, I mean, is this a weird acid trip that maybe they saw? Maybe it was just a person that... You know, maybe he was trying to do an experiment, kind of like, you know, like Rocket Man or whatever. Yeah. But maybe he was trying to do a flying experiment, and that's why he had what looked like wings. In the middle of the night. He probably did it earlier in the day and got off of his trajectory and was trying to find his way. Mm -hmm. And he probably, I'm imagining flight goggles that are bigger. And we'll have a reflective surface on them for UV protection and everything. I'm going to need you to write this screenplay for this. <laughs> this is a great theory. I, I, I think it's unlikely, but... Because why would they then go tell their hallucinations to the newspaper? Afterwards? Because they were still hot. <laughs> okay. Um, well... So this happened in 66, right? So in 1967, on December 15th, there was something called the... I don't know what they called it. but (laughs) I don't know what they called the event, but it happened to the Silver Bridge. Uh, The Silver Bridge was built in 1928 to connect Point Pleasant, West Virginia, to uh, Gallipolis? 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 Ohio. Somewhere in Ohio. So, there's a bridge over a body of water. In 1928, the average car weighed 1,500 pounds. In 1967, the average car weighed 4,000 pounds. So, the bridge was full that day. (laughs) A lot of traffic. The bridge had um, not a lot of redundancy, which means that if one part of the bridge failed, there wasn't anything in place to like, like counterbalance. Yeah, to stop the whole bridge from failing. So oh, I just know that as soon as my dad hears this episode, oh no, <laughs> he's gonna have so many comments and stories to tell me on that. Why is he? He's an engineer. <gasps> oh, oh! I should have called him for this one. Ugh. I'm sorry, Katie's dad. Sorry, Ernest. <sighs> Sir Ernest? Your dad's name is Ernest? What a great name. I'm sorry I didn't call you to consult. I've called my dad a lot. <laughs> um, so anyway, my dad's an architect, so he... Yeah, he should know too. a little bit. Um, anyways, there's a bunch of cars on the bridge that was made when cars didn't weigh as much. So, on that day, a single eye bar on the Ohio side of the bridge snapped causing the entire chain to snap and the bridge collapsed with everyone on it and 46 people died. Isn't there like a Mothman movie with Richard Gere? Yes. And it's called The Mothman Prophecies. That's it. Because because there there is a scene where they're on a bridge and it collapses. Yes. Because many people saw the Mothman sightings the, the year before as like an omen mm-hmm. of the bridge disaster. And that's the next thing that I'm gonna gonna get into because the legend of the Mothman as like a 
hold on, I write the wrong, I want to say the word wrong, Har- Harbinger. Harbinger. Harbinger, thank you. Harbinger of disaster applies to not just Point Pleasant, West Virginia, which is so interesting to me. You know how I know that word? How? Buffy. Buffy the Vampire oh. Slayer. Does she say that a lot? No, but there's the harbingers that she fights. Anyway. Oh. Okay. So, not just this area. Yes. So, callback. There were reports of something that they called the Blackbird of Chernobyl, which was a humanoid creature with giant wings, a black body, and red glowing eyes. It was seen in Pripyat, which was the town that Chernobyl was in, by men who were in the control room, and in the days leading up to the Chernobyl disaster. Hmm. There's also... This one's a little sketchy. I did watch a video on this, which... Hmm, take it or leave it. Reports of seeing a dark shape with large wings flying near the World Trade Centers on September 11th, 2001. The video because that we don't have enough conspiracies about I that know, day. I know, for real. With. Well, this one I'm okay with because it's just a conspiracy that there's a mysterious moth person who's just warning the world or who just shows up when disaster happens. Or right before. Or right before, yeah. Um... Which the video I saw, because I, I read things that said that when the second plane hits, you can see Mothman flying around. But, like, honestly, there's a lot of debris at that point. And the picture, I, the still shot that I saw, I was like, that's a piece of building. People can see anything they want out of this is true. that. Um, I always find it interesting, you know, what's the point in an omen? Like, what's the point in this bird moth creature mm-hmm. showing up days or weeks or hours even whatever before a disaster like what is the point in warning people if all they know is like just wants oh to give it's you- a creepy thing i'm gonna continue to walk into this building that's about to catch on fire he just or- wants to give you anxiety well, I mean, if you what's see the, the point of an omen? Like, what's the point of a warning if they don't warn you against what? Maybe. Well, okay, okay. Maybe if you see the Mothman, just go somewhere else because he shows up in the area where something happens. So, like, if I see the Mothman tonight, I'm gonna be like, you know what? Maybe I need to take that vacation a little early. I'm gonna book it on up to Virginia for about a week or so. Yeah. See if something bad happens down but here. But what if the omen was you getting in a car accident on the way? It's or maybe you're me like, specifically. Or maybe I see the Mothman and I'm like, ooh, time to fly off to Fiji. Don't and get on a plane. Plane crashes. He's not, he's not bringing news of a disaster that happens specifically to one person. It's a big disaster. How, how do you know? Because all these examples are big disasters. <laughs> It's not like, and then the couple saw Mothman, and then... I feel bad for Mothman. <laughs> he's he's totally, like, Maybe he's getting blamed for all of this You know what big, it is. Bad he's not a moth that is attracted to the light. He is attracted to disaster. So he just mm. flies around where all that bad energy is. And also his watch is a little fast. A little bit, yeah. It's not his fault. He grew up in the TNT area where there's possible toxic fluid. Um, okay. 
It's all the radium from his glowing watch. It's all the radium. That's what it's it is. set a little bit early. Like, oh, I gotta go to get to this disaster. Oh, it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. Ugh. Oh, well. Well, I'm gonna go get a burrito. I'll I'm be back. Gonna, and, oh, my God, I missed I'm it. I'm just gonna fly around. I'm just gonna chase some cars around. It's fine. Um... I know. I'm going to go find some uh, young adults parking in a car in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I'm just going to go I'm just going to appear to them. You know what it actually made me think of? The description. Have you seen the Jeepers Creepers movies? Mm-mm. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, go watch those. They're classic. Jeepers Creepers 1 stars uh, Justin Long. I know. Baby Justin Long. And He's still a baby. I know he is. He's like 37 and, and he's still a baby. The second one doesn't star, but includes a cameo from the kid from Newsies, the little kid Les. He's all grown up and plays a cute little farm boy in this one. Okay. Putting that out there for the world. Okay. Sold. All right. <laughs> this is what it reminded me of because he's a like a, I think he's supposed to be like a scarecrow. But he comes to life every, like, 23 years, and he has these big, like, bat wings that he flies around on. Anyways. Oh, I forgot to mention at the top of this, I'm afraid of moths. That's how it's related <laughs> to irrational fears. Because, and then I promise we'll get back on topic, they have those nasty powdery wings. They leave their powder all over you. They are not nasty. They help them fly. They're gross. It's their fairy dust. I don't care. It gets all over it's things. pixie dust. Okay. They have furry bodies, which I'm not here Keeps about. Keeps them warm. Well, And then they have also furry wings. Or, sorry, not wings. Antenna. Furry antenna. And they can't control their flight patterns. They just... This is what it sounds they like. They purr? Nope. They don't purr. They... No, none of this. It's... That's what it sounds like. And they fly into your face. Well, yeah, if you're standing under the lantern okay. or something. <laughs> I'm trying to get into my house at nighttime. All I'm saying is that moths are underrated. Mm-hmm. And they have beautiful wing patterns. No. False. They're terrifying. All right. Found All right. another round of fisticuffs. All right. Well, listen, we'll settle it off, Mike. It's fine. <laughs> All right. I have two more things. <laughs> In 2011. Two more disasters, you mean? Well, one more disaster and then one... Did, did somebody see the Mothman in, like, I don't know, New Year's Eve of 2019? <laughs> oh, did somebody see Mothman? He's about to show December up. December <laughs> 31st, 2019. You know what? Someone did, and we were all probably so drunk from New Year's Eve trying to do, like, a 20s-themed party, like the big dummies we are. Thinking this was going to be the year. Oh, no, I was too busy trying to take care of that one guy. <sighs> Oof. Yikes. Not my husband. For oh, the listeners. No, no, no. no, no. He was totally fine. <laughs> no, no, no. I left the party uh, right about when that happened. Yeah. That all happened right after. Like, I mean, I should have known that 2020 was going to be a bad year when literally <laughs> we did the 2020 countdown. Uh-huh. We did our champagne toast. Yep. This is at midnight, and the neighbor shows up. The police at your brother-in-law's <laughs> door. Yep. Uh, your friend is passed out on the street, and, and uh, we they sp- walk our friend back. Yep. Um, and he has friend is a loose term we're using. That's uh, a very generous term, really. <laughs> um, acquaintance. Acquaintance. And this friend has 
gotten so obliterated that not only has he vomited all over, uh-huh. not only has he urinated uh-huh. on himself, he has shit his pants. Yep. And that was the start of 2020. Yeah. I should have known. Literally was, the first thing that happened in 2020. That was my Mothman. I can't <laughs> believe I'm just realizing. I know. Why didn't you see it? He, Mothman, listen, Mothman was probably up above the house, flying, flapping around, being like, hey guys, like, about to warn you, 2020 is about to suck ass. Hey, I'm an omen and I brought you a little mini omen. Yeah, and we were all like, it's fine. He's like the Santa Claus of bad <laughs> omens, though. I feel like he had a lot of bad news to deliver all over the world, so he was probably pretty busy He's that probably night. busy. Yeah, he didn't. That was our, yeah. 2020 is right. gonna be the worst. <sighs> Everybody with that, it's my year. No. Listen, it's still my 30th year and I plan on making it a good one. <laughs> Okay, I promise. <laughs> We're going to get through this last one. I just, I don't know how. 2011. A man named Marcus Pules was visiting Japan. This is probably from, like, a sketchy source, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, he was in Japan, and uh, he was visiting the Fukushima nuclear plant. The one that the earthquake cracked. Uh-huh. And uh, this is before that happened, and he saw a dark winged creature with glowing eyes and he said that it gave him an intense feeling of dread and so he goes home he finishes his trip and goes home and then later on the news march 11th he sees that the fukushima nuclear plant has suffered three nuclear meltdowns three hydrogen explosions and the release of radioactive contamination as a result of an earthquake and subsequent tsunami and this was the worst nuclear disaster since Chernobyl. And Mothman was there, obviously. He's here for nuclear stuff because he was at Chernobyl, apparently. Um, anyone who's in Tennessee near any of the, the TVA nuclear oh no. plants? Oh no! If you ever see him, call me, please. Yep, everyone get away from that. Um, I've got to warn my family. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, I wonder if anyone saw him before the big coal ash spill. I don't know what that is. Uh, coal ash is a byproduct of coal burning power plants. Oh. And it's very toxic, like high and heavy Ooh. metals. Well, you know, uh, after hurricanes, the coal ash plants here in North Carolina, several all over the state, have spilled into the various rivers, poisoning the rivers, poisoning the drinking water for people, arsenic and lead. All sorts of delicious chemicals. Very concerned that I haven't heard of this. I'm very concerned also. (laughs) I get my water from my refrigerator, so... (laughs) You get your water from an aquifer, you're okay. Okay, good. I don't know what we got it from in our last apartment. From the faucet. From an aquifer. Okay, good, good, good. Um, Okay, so... The last thing I'm going to say. In 2016... We're back in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Back to his old stomping grounds. Oh my gosh, did they appear before a Trump rally? Listen, this is what I was thinking. (laughs) I was like, listen, 2016 was not a great year for me and for a lot of people. And uh, this is the only thing that I can... Because I was like, oh, I should look up like bad things that happened in 2016. And then I was like, wait. Besides the election? (laughs) So, a man, see, he's out driving around... On State Route 2, he sees something jumping from tree to tree. So he pulls over and he takes 
some pictures. And that is the picture. I'll post it on our Instagram. Oh. Right? Hey, that's weird. <laughs> that's a crazy picture. I Do you want me to ruin it for you or do you want to just like stick with what, what it looks like? It looks doctored. It's not. The So the picture is of like, it literally looks like Mothman it, flying through the sky. Yeah. Like with his legs out behind him. Yeah, but his legs are bent at a funny angle. So some people have said it could be a bird of prey with like a snake or something in its claws. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which once I heard that and I saw it, I was like, mm, yeah, that could definitely be maybe. it. But it's a big snake. I know. It's a huge snake. So it could also be a moth person flying around in what is possibly the worst year of <laughs> human uh, happening. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Mothman has been seen again in 2016, which maybe means that if we didn't see him right before 2020 started, that, like, if the 2016 election was the worst thing that's happened, then, like, maybe this year we'll be okay. I don't know. Basically, (laughs) people be on the lookout for Mothman between now and November. And if you see him, let us know because uh, we've got some campaigning to do. Also... I'm just going to go ahead and say, I don't feel like there's a, any good possible outcome. <laughs> no. Both candidates are likely to have a stroke in the next six months. <laughs> I'm likely to have a stroke in the next six Me months. too. Let's just listen. <sighs> Everyone go watch Hamilton. Let's elect <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda to be president. <laughs> he played one on TV. He well, well, on stage, but then also on TV. Well, he... Hamilton wasn't president. That's though. true. Sorry. He I was making a joke. He couldn't be because of his go. affair for the he explains in the Reynolds pamphlets. And then Thomas Jefferson Spoilers. sings a whole song. Spoilers. Thomas Jefferson sings a whole song about how he's never gonna be president don't you, now. Don't you read don't you okay, spoil listen. TJ's music for Listen, me. go ahead and watch I mean read a book. Anyways, that's what we have for Mothman. I don't have time to read books. I'm on the lookout for Mothman every night. Yeah, please. Okay, if you have seen Mothman, obviously let us know. But also, please, everyone, be on the lookout. Mm-hmm. Um, especially given the year that we've had, and, and uh, we're only halfway through. It. Oh my gosh! But my birthday is tomorrow, as of the day of the recording. Yeah, oh no, as of the day of the or release. sorry, as of the day of the release. So if you're listening. On the day it's released, happy almost birthday. If happy you're listening birthday. the day after we released it on Thursday, just know, happy birthday, Hannah. It's my birthday. I turned 30. I made it to 30. And uh, we're going to celebrate in a couple days with a bunch of wine and cheese, which is my favorite food in the world. And uh, yeah, I'm an adult now. So, woohoo. Nothing. I mean, I've lived my life. So, come on, Mothman. <laughs> Bring it on. Except don't. I am scared of moths. Guys, they're... I'll put... Listen. Also in this episode, I'll post some pictures of uh, some terrifying moths to show everyone. And I will post pictures of pretty moths because there are pretty ones. They're all gonna be scary. Mm-mm. Yep, they're they are. Pretty. They're gonna... Listen, if there's... A, okay, first of all, they get too big. They can be the size of a dinner plate. And then if that thing's like flapping against your face...
this soundproofing foam was such a distraction. <laughs> All right. I hope this is when the music has started yep. fading us out. <laughs> All right. We'll see everyone next week. Bye. <laughs>